Adventist Radio London, inspiration for the soul. Jesus is all of these. Um, Jesus is indeed all of these. You've got to bear with me. I'm, I'm kind of working in dark here. Um, so good evening. It is Talking Point here on Adventist Radio London. I know you'll like this particular song. And uh, I'm going to pause it. Maybe we can come back to it. Jesus is the sweetest name I know. And uh, I want to ask um, my co-host to say good evening. Um, make sure I can check their mic levels. And so, Angela, good evening to you. Good evening and welcome to Talking Points. Okay. All right. You sound a little bit low. How can I, how can I adjust that now? Um, let's see what we got. Um, if you can go again for me. Oh. Good evening. Go again. Good evening and welcome to Talking Points. Wonderful, wonderful. You sound. You've had a great day today. You sound almost as good as I sound. Amen. Um, <laughs> uh, Zenia, what about you? <laughs> oh gosh, I'm not even going to try. <laughs> good evening, everyone. Welcome to Talking Point. I hope you had a blessed Sabbath. Okay, okay. Sound good from where I'm sitting. Um, you guys sound like you've been in training. Amen. Um, amen. <laughs> amen. Amen. Um, if you're looking at uh, Facebook, uh, uh, you need to give me a few moments because I'm going there. So you, what, what we will find if you're on Facebook. and, you and we, Hold on. Uh, we're going to be, uh, Pedro, mute your mic for me. Um, yeah, if you can um, bear with me, I'm doing a million things at the same time. And so talking point this week, let me just say this talking point this week is is all about celebrating our anniversary. Amen. 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 Uh, I should have music and I should have everything. I should have dancing. I should have all that kind of stuff going on. But because the ladies um, are a long way from me, and I think that and I'm beginning to get take it personal now um, that they they, you know, um, the idea was that they will be in studio after the, the pandemic is over and the pandemic is over as of the 19th of July. Mm -hmm. Yes, the president, the prime minister told us, yeah, yeah, that this is freedom now. We're in freedom, um, especially those of you double jabbed. Um, you got real freedom going on. But nevertheless, we'll, we'll get to that. Um, let's have a word of prayer and then we'll start a proper. Father, be with us now as we start our program. We ask for every listener to be blessed. And then, of course, what we discuss, what we talk about, I pray will uplift your name and your kingdom in Christ's name. Amen. And amen. Um I do want to say that um, it's been, I was going to say 100 years, um, it's, been <laughs> it's been a year since we have been together on the program called Talking Point. Um, before I ask the ladies what kind of week they've had, let me just begin by saying that Talking Point began after the radio was supposed to have closed. In other words, the announcement that was made that the radio was going to close August 31. And so uh, Mike Johnson and, and Pastor Smith and I used to do the Sabbath afternoon program. And um, however, when we found out that we may be going past august 31 um we decided that we were gonna continue with the segment um i was already in touch with angela angela was uh, an assistant or help to me she assisted me let me say that on my prayer program um and sometimes at the last minute um but um yeah i ain't gonna say nothing but um anyway she willfully 
Hey, we come on the prayer program, and uh, and that was that was good. Sometimes from a car, the park, wherever I could find her, that's where she was, um, and she'll come on. And so um, that's how we got acquainted. And uh, so she was someone that I asked to come on the, this program to to flesh it out and to make it what it is today. So she accepted that. Then um, Mike Hamilton, who um, took over the, the directorship of the radio, um, recommended that I called Xenia. Um, I don't like calling. Uh, yeah. Um, so he recommended I call Xenia. And so I, I made the call um, and we had a conversation. I didn't see her for like six months because she was hiding behind a black screen on, on Zoom. Yeah, don't, don't start no stuff. Um, and as a result of that, I didn't know what she looked like, um, if she had horns. I mean, sorry. Um, well, I don't know what she looked like. But nevertheless, uh, the good news is, Xenia, is that we're together. Amen. Amen. We are together. And Xenia joined the team. And then Claudia came on board as she wanted to do some radio. She was doing something for the community. And um, and so she wanted to come on board and be a part of this. And so she came on board as well. So that was a team that started around the last week um, of July 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was amazing. We kicked off um, ladies with a, a blaze of glory um uh, uh, because i was in it amen um i didn't know what to expect um because you know we'd never no worked words. together before <laughs> no words. Uh, boy, never worked together before um but it was it was great uh the chemistry kicked off automatically they they learned that ray is a strange guy um, and that uh, he has banter like nobody else. Can the church say amen? Um, whatever. <laughs> um, you know, and, and so we, we kicked off the program. Uh, ladies, is that kind of accurate? Kind of. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's been an awesome journey. Um, I feel privileged to be part of the team. Like you said, the chemistry, you know, the way we've gelled and um, just benefited from having each other um, to bounce off of is just amazing. And yeah, thank you to Claudia, who was with us for, you know, most of the journey. And um, we do certainly wish her well. Yes, yes, yes. Claudia has um, is now on her own show. Um, yeah. on the radio six o'clock on a Sunday and it's called Talk it. Business mm-hmm. and uh, and so um, it's good to know that uh, that uh, she's gone into her own environment I hope the other ladies will not go anywhere um, I will mm-hmm. chain them to the chair amen <laughs> Angela is that your recollection of how things started uh, definitely calling Often at the last moment, I guess during during lockdown. I mean, you know, he comes and says, "Are you available?" And you're kind of like, "Well, yeah, I guess I am," because I wasn't going anywhere. And mm-hmm. obviously, the beauty of Zoom is that you can kind of join calls from wherever. So yeah. I often I often did. I think one of my first few, apart from being at home, I was in the park. I've been in the car driving. So you know, it's been really accessible in that way. But also, it's been really good to be able to talk. To talk about stuff I and mean, i like to talk i like to debate about things so <clears throat> have an opportunity to talk about things that impact everyone mm-hmm. and how it relates to our spiritual lives in church i mean it's been yeah it's been fun it's been really good and um i think i've learned a lot as well because we you know 
we've talked we've talked about a lot of topics um and that's meant you know i've had to go away look up things brush upon some of my my knowledge hey cool and other kind of things so yeah it's been good um and i think i think i've actually had volunteered from way back when about a year or so previous before mm-hmm. then didn't kind of do much i kind of went a bit missing really yeah. um and then sort of happened upon an email about coming to a meeting um and as you were saying about the radio station because i hadn't even realized that was even happening mm-hmm. oh. so again it's just like oh okay that's happening mm-hmm. but then got a, was invited to a meeting where they were talking about continuing things mm-hmm. so again it was like okay jump back on the opportunity you know jump back on it and um, the opportunity you get the calls and say yeah come on you know you're available to come and help out and it's like yeah so yeah even, even if it was a bit last minute. A bit <laughs> and I think at first we, we were not supposed to be, I think, permanent additions to the team. Or The first conversations were, you know, come if you're available. Yeah. Like for, yeah. But I think we just gelled and it just stuck. Yeah. Now this is how we spend our um, Sabbath afternoon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and, well, you thought it was, you know, I, 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 you know, I, I just assumed that once we started, we weren't going to stop until Jesus uh, stopped us. So, amen. <laughs> um, and, and the other thing is, you know, the other thing is, talking about um, the year, um, as, as when we started, um, the actual program wasn't really fleshed out the way it was fleshed out now. Mm-hmm. So it was basically just trying to discuss on a Sabbath afternoon, like an AY kind of program. And um, and then of course we started getting special guests and 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 you know themes and people would send in themes and it became what it is today. You know we've been abroad, we've been you know Trinidad. Um, you know, we did six straight weeks out of Trinidad. It was like I mean God bless Dr. Pilgrim and everybody else, but it was a long haul and. Um, you know, to research the topics and to get the people. And I don't think people understand what goes into a radio show. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe that's what we could uh, talk a little bit of as well, about what goes into what we do. Yeah. Um, um, but before we do that, um, I don't want um, Pedro to sit there like a lemon on a log. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's right, but that's some kind of saying anyway. Um, a lump on a log. A, 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 lump, a lump on a log. <laughs> <laughs> you know what let me tell you this man you know see they're laughing at me saints they're laughing if you want to see what we look like you can see us we live right now on facebook ray a patrick and uh, hopefully soon we'll be on adventist radio london facebook page we're working on that even as we speak uh not on sabbath but i mean yeah as we speak because you know there may be someone that calling and so with us um on if you go on there you're going to see pedro um and um he's someone that i've got to know very well um ladies he's been on a show with us um mm-hmm. before and um and this last week we were on a retreat together and um and uh, we needed i wouldn't need but we would have liked somebody else on the team particularly a man um to so that I, when i'm in the fight and fighting in the trenches is someone who could be with me because these two ladies have taken me around the world and back and uh, Bridget, uh, I, I do and listen I used to have gray hair now I've got no hair 
So that's where we're at with these. <laughs> we're working with these two ladies. Anyway, um, and so we, we, the ladies and I had come to a conclusion that we wanted to fill the spot and Pedro was going to be that man. I spoke to Pedro and he seemed like more shocked um, than, than Richard Branson going to space last week. He seemed, <laughs> did you see Richard Branson? He looked terrified. That dude looked like, <laughs> I ain't doing this again. Um, and he couldn't even go into space. He was so terrified. They went to the top oh, of the earth and turned back. Thanks. And, um, you know, which is like going to Australia. Anyway, um, um, but yeah, so Pedro, we, we mentioned it and he accepted. And so the bishop himself, Pedro Goddard, um, um, is part of our team. Um, he, he's from Bermuda, but with a New York accent. And he can tell mm -hmm. us a little bit more about what that connection is. He now lives in the UK and he's married to the one and only. Yeah, 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 yeah. Songs of Praise finalist. Hey. Um, 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 I mean, she's a dear friend of mine and we love her to bits. Uh, name is Tara and uh, listen to a mini concert today that she did on YouTube. And if you mm -hmm. haven't, um, go, go on to God Interest, which is what we're... We're, we're using for um, our TV thing now, um, or just just Google her name and uh, and and you'll find it. Wonderful concert today, uh, Tara did, and and so Pedro, um, glad to glad you could be with us. Thank you, thank you. Um, you you gonna need to speak a bit louder. We're better, we're loud here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, you, you. Me. thank you for inviting me. I really, you know. I am still shocked. Yes. <laughs> You're going to need to put on that New York twang. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can put that twang on in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> good, good, good. We're, we're glad that you could be with us, man. And Thank uh, you. glad for accepting <laughs> and our invitation yeah. to be on Talking Point, not just once, but until Jesus comes. There you um, go. Okay <laughs> um, and I know, I know that this, this is not your cup of tea, really. Um, however, um, I do know that you're a man that's willing to try anything one time. And, I am. Uh, <laughs> so I hope the ladies won't scare you. I'll be fine. Okay. I ain't scared. Okay, good. Good, good. We're not that scary. I'm not sure why you're trying to give this perception that we are. You know, just I'm, saying. I'm a little concerned with that whole comeback. Just saying. That whole comeback. Just saying. The, the, the person who is perceiving is the one that says whether or not you're scary. <laughs> Because I mean, on how you think we are. Even Frankenstein would have said he's not scary. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> anyway. Petro, do not listen to him. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can say. Uh, <laughs> so, Pedro, Pedro, your Sabbaths will not be the same again. That's what I'm saying to you. <laughs> and I hope you're ready for that. Yes, sir. Good, good, good. Um, um, uh, your wife is listening. She says, welcome. Amen. Angelique uh, from Manchester says, happy Sabbath. And Tara says, hi, everyone. Happy Sabbath to you. Uh, Valerie Moody so from Brixton you. is watching. And uh, yeah, so we have a few people um, welcoming you to the team as well um, via Facebook. So tell us a bit about Pedro. What do we expect to get from Pedro? Who is Pedro? Tell us. And how do you end up from Bermuda with a New York accent and living in the UK? Help us. Uh, real quick, as I think I said before in the last meetings, uh, when I came on as a guest, I grew up in, I was born in Bermuda, and about nine, my mother decided to go to the U.S., so we lived in Yonkers for some time, and then uh, she married a pastor from Alabama, we moved around, and then about 09, I decided to go back to Bermuda as an adult with my beautiful wife, and we lived in Bermuda, then my wife started to do her singing, 
And then one day I just woke up and decided to move to the UK. Wow. In 2017, literally just on faith, woke up and said, you know what? We need something different. Moved to the UK. And I've been here ever since. And it's been a blessing. And probably the best thing I've ever done in my life is to move here. Wow. Um, wow. Wow. Boy, and you need to tell Boris that one because most Boy. of us are trying to get away. I mean, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Bermuda, UK, Bermuda, yeah, UK. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm trying to get to Bermuda. <laughs> I love Bermuda, but you have to look at it as you're looking at it from like a visitor's point. Sure. When you live there, it's different. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. it's always different. You know, it's just, there's a lot of other things involved, but yeah, it's still the best decision ever made. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's wonderful, mm -hmm. man. That's wonderful. So, um, uh, you met Tara, you all got married, you have children? Yeah, we have three children. You got three children. Yeah. And um, I met them last week at the retreat, and uh, they are wonderful children. Got a lot of energy. Um, uh, rumor has it they took after dad. I don't know, but uh, when I was little like that, yeah, I had a lot of energy. Actually, I actually have five children. Oh yeah, you do have five children. That's right. That's right. Actually, That's right. Older, I have two other. I have two adults. Two adult boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have five children altogether. Why? Yeah, well, they, the Bible says populate heaven. It don't matter how you do it. Amen. That's so, right. <laughs> but then you stop at some point. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> stop. Sure. Some people take that way too literally. <laughs> yeah, go for to multiply, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, this is a family show, so we're going to keep it family. Amen. Amen. Um, but Pedro, we, we, we do want to welcome you to the spot. Um, and it's interesting that you will come on our, our year anniversary um, of being together. Um, and, and so I think all of this must have been ordained in God's plan along the way. And we're glad you're with us um, for the remainder of the journey. If there's anything you don't like, speak to me personally, um, because I can help you. You know, um, don't talk to the ladies and don't call Paul, the director of the radio. OK, good. Good. Just talk to me personally. I can help you. Whatever you're dealing with, you know, yeah, we can yeah. take it. Um, but, but, you know, talking about the year that has gone by, um, we're going to look at some of the, the programs um, along the way that we've been blessed to do. Um, mm -hmm. But we, we had a retreat last week um, mm -hmm. off the radio uh, presenters. Um, and it was it was it was so nice. Um, and so I want to big up. Um, I'm, I'm trying to remember the name of the location now. Um, Hayeswood hey. Retreat. Hayeswood Retreat. That's the one. Um, it's near Kings Lynn in, what's the name of the place? Norfolk. 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 Yeah. And uh, well, it, it, what do you guys think about it? Did you like the place? Oh, it's it. lovely. Yes. I mean, very luxury. It's like luxury, really yeah. lovely environment, lovely accommodation. Mm. Setting, yeah, it was really, really nice. Mm. And just definitely worth a repeat visit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, I'm glad that we didn't have to pay, <clears throat> but yeah, the place was good. It's <laughs> worth it. Yeah, it's worth paying for. It. <laughs> You're looking for somewhere to go and it's available, and definitely I'm um, giving it a try. Yeah. It's obviously very new, so there's some teething pains and things like that. But if you're up for an adventure, it's picturesque, it's beautiful. And mm. the chalets, I mean, they call them cabins, but you know, when they said cabins, I was expecting, you know, um, just like wooden things that yeah, you know, we're just gonna <laughs> it's five star. 
It's like a little mini apartment. Yeah. Do you think I can actually live in this? Well, listen, and be more than it, happy. Com- it, compared to the flat I'm living in, but John, I could, I mean, I could transport this to Watford and live in that. Yeah, we've got. It, it was, it was beautiful. Um, I went in the bath and I saw the oval-shaped bath, and I saw them, you know, the beautiful, nice. I, I said, man, this is nice. Yeah. Um, nice oven and hub and all this kind of stuff, and nice mm-hmm. fridge. And, very um, upscale. Very upscale, modern. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I, I felt proud being an Adventist. I'm like, man, look at that. I mean, I'm proud anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that that was something to, and and then the grounds, the surroundings, nice. The little lake is good. Um, yeah. The little chapel they have for church is wonderful. Um, the whole thing to yeah. me, it's a really lovely site. I think yeah. that level, and I want to thank the SEC and Pastor Osei and his team um, for 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 wor- working on on the project. Um, yeah. because it has been a while but to see it come to its fruition and uh, like you say Zenia with some teething things some things need to be worked out but nonetheless beautiful absolutely yeah. beautiful and, Thank uh, you all. and yeah yeah well you know the recommendation I won't tell you where it came from but um, um but yeah we want to thank Paul for pulling it together uh, so that we could go up there as a team amen um and enjoy and we have such beautiful weather as well this, that, really that was, was just ordained wasn't it I yeah, mean, I got a tan. My bald head, Bridget, I'm telling you, it looked good up there. I mean, the weather was good. Um, as a matter of fact, I will say this. Um, the the whole weekend, I don't think I saw a cloud in the sky. No. The stars at night. I mean, it was just like, Bridget, you know, if you have a significant other, that could be the place. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to propose, that may be the place you go under the stars in Norfolk. And you got one knee. You were there with your lovely wife and family, so yeah. Pedro was there with his with his yeah. wife and family, and uh, uh, you know they everyone was running around though. <laughs> he was running around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Pedro, now you live a long way from here. Yes. Um, I don't want to say that I want door number, but what area do you live in in the UK? Halifax. Halifax. Now, to most people, that's a building society or a bank of some kind. All right. <laughs> So, so Halifax. What, what kind of the co- part of the country is that? What's in the nearest big town? Was in uh, Manchester, Leeds. Mm. Uh, so it's bordering. It's bordering Yorkshire. It's West Yorkshire. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. West Yorkshire. Like in the mount. It's like kind of in the mountains in a way. Yeah, huh. yeah. The it's last good. time, I, last time I went to that area, all I saw was sheep. I didn't see people. I saw sheep. I saw a lot of it's sheep. sheep. And cows. <laughs> I see. I ain't, I ain't saying that on air because last time I got in trouble for uh-huh. saying the word cow on air, so I ain't saying that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave it alone. I'm going to leave it alone. <laughs> and what do you do for a living, Pedro? Do, do you mind us asking? Oh yeah, fine. I I actually work as a phlebotomist for an agencies. Okay. I go to different. I go to different um, hospitals, clinics, GPs, and I but. So off of people, yeah. Great, great, great. Well, uh, Pedro's part of the team, ladies. Um, let's give him a hand and uh, welcome. welcome to the spot. Thank you very much you, for being you. a part of it. Um, we're going to go to music now and then we'll come back and we'll literally talk about some of the programs that have blessed us along the way. Um, you're listening to Talking Point here on Adventist Radio London. And it's been one of those Sabbaths where I'm happy to be on Talking Point. Um, I was <laughs> preaching for the folk in South Africa. So many issues in South Africa today. 
um, and you know it makes you wonder how much more Christ will allow to happen before he comes um, so talking point to me is therapy today and this is around the world Pastor Ray we didn't talk yeah, about yeah, yeah well, actually we didn't talk about what's going on and then of course you know we got we, we got the Olympics that's not the Olympics that is the Olympics that's we don't know what's going to happen um, in the Olympics. Um, we got so many outbreaks. The Czech team, I think so many of them, and now yeah. got COVID. Um, yeah. And someone is suggesting that some of it was deliberately done. Um, uh, it's a, it's a yeah. mess. The whole thing is a mess. All I know is, brethren, Jesus needs to hurry up and show up. Amen. Okay. And, uh, Amen. and do his thing. Let's do this one. Um, yeah, yeah. Let's do George Nooks. You know George Nooks? Mm-hmm. And a um, little reggae gospel for somebody along the way. The song is called God is Always There for Me. And that's Man. how he's been for us here over the last year. Trust me, there have been some programs that only God got us through. And the good <laughs> news is, is that we are still here to tell the tale. It's been a pandemic, but out of the pandemic, Talking Point has emerged. And uh, I'm so grateful to God for what he's done with this program. He's always there for me He's always smiling, never heard him complain He said I've proven God again and again So no matter what the circumstances may be God is always there for me Through the sunshine or through the rain Through the pleasure or through the pain And the youth that meets you Raise your hands with What I'm gonna do I smile and tell them That God will see me So no matter what the circumstances May be God is always there For me Through the sunshine Or through the rain God is always there for me So no matter what the circumstances may be God is always there for me yeah. Through the good times or through the 
reminding us don't matter what the circumstances may be god is always there for me and that's how it's been for us over the last year here on talking point we're here celebrating our first year anniversary and hopefully there'll be many more if um the ladies decide to you know behave then we we can have many more um uh, and i gotta be careful now because i say ladies but pedro is here and so i gotta change my little twang a little bit um with that um but nevertheless, let's get stuck into the program. One of the programs um, that we want to play is, is one uh, about disability in the church. Um, ladies, why did you pick this? What, what is, who, who, did you both like it? Did, 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 uh, talk to us. Um, for me, I thought it was full with a, uh, or filled with a lot of information, useful information. And I particularly like the programs that involve people telling their story. Mm -hmm. And um, Joseph was very candid. He was uh, one of the gentlemen, uh, old gentlemen on the program uh, who uh, has a visibility disability. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, then there was Emmanuel and Joyce Ling, a couple who um, parent a child with autism. Mm -hmm. And they told their story and they were both very candid and open. And I thought that was just brilliant. And it was useful for people listening who either are living with a disability or caring for someone. And that's, for me, um, why I chose that one. Angela, what about you? Yeah, and similarly, actually, and I guess, um, um, aside from what Zenny's been saying, I know personally, my younger sister has special needs. And I always remember sometimes the struggle for us as a family with her on various levels, but also how that impacted church. And then actually, I know um, a society, the as ASNA Special Needs, Event Special Needs Association was set up many years ago hmm. to basically try and meet the needs of, you know, young people, adults, you know, living with a disability within the church and actually trying to encourage the church to do more to support. So it's really good that we were able to speak on, on this sort of topic um, again, because it's still, it's, there's still a lot more work that can be done to be done. Mm. And I think it's, you know, it's really positive to be able to highlight, um, mm. you know, the challenges uh, and people's stories again as well, of their experiences. Yeah. Yeah. So Pedro, um, Joseph was um, a, a young man that was blind. And he came, he came, actually, he came here to the studio. Um, mm -hmm. And when I first looked at him, I, he, I, I was surprised because he never came, he never anything like that. He, and he walked in, I mean, Claudia was with him, but he walked in. And, um, and then we got stuck into a discussion and the things that he was able to do uh, was amazing. Um, and I don't know if you've had any experience with disability in church, Pedro, but, um, you know, it's, it's one of those topics um, that I don't know, I feel that we can do so much more uh, as a church with. Um, 
what do you think? Actually, I do have some experience. We had a guy in Bermuda that was at Devonshire Church. Mm-hmm. And, um, he was disabled and he ran the soundboard. I believe his name was John Smith. Oh, wow. John, John Smith. He ran the soundboard for Devonshire Church for many years. Really? So, yeah, when I was little, I remember I was to go to his house. He used to love video games and stuff. So I do have some experience with dealing with disability in, disability. in the church. Yeah. yeah. What was his What was his disability then? Be able to run the he, was, he was confined to a wheelchair. Ah, okay. Uh, okay. And he had like, a, I want to say cerebral palsy. Okay. Yeah, I can't remember because it was so long ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been away from Bermuda a long time, but he had, it definitely confined him to the wheelchair where he couldn't walk or anything. So he, everything in his life. So he had a motorized wheelchair. I do remember that much, but I do know that he did do the soundboard. He did things in the church and he was um, mm-hmm. a, a very important part of the church functioning as they have their services and stuff. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's wow. really positive to hear. Yeah, great, great, great news. And I remember Devonshire Church, uh, preached there many times. Pastor David Rogers used to pastor there. And his dear wife, Joan, who just got a PhD. And uh, and so we want to congratulate too. So let's go right to it. Let's hear um, a little bit of the interview with Joseph Tucker. And um, yeah, interesting guy, man. I tell you, interesting guy. Let's play it from here. Any question you want to ask him because he looks like he can handle it. He's, he's sitting very confidently in the studio. So um, his name is Joseph Tucker. Yeah, my name is Joseph Tucker. Okay, Joseph, can you go closer to the mic for me? Literally like you're going to eat it. Yeah. <laughs> Good. All right. Um, and Joseph, tell me a bit about you. What do you do? Who are you? Well, I'm going to introduce myself and mm-hmm. thank you to give me the platform to introduce myself. No problem. My name is Joseph Tucker. Mm-hmm. I'm from Jamaica. Okay. I live in London, North London, mm-hmm. I'm Edmonton, mm-hmm. and that's the basic of where, my li- to where I'm living and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, at, this, at this moment in my life, mm-hmm. I am a disability person. Okay. Um, I'm a disability by um, register blind with 5% vision. Okay. And over the last 14 years, I'm buckling with sight loss. Oh, really? Yeah. So your blindness was gradual? Yes, gradual, because um, before I got blind, I was doing everything, um, working, running my own business. You know, I was just like challenging life um, with all, all my strength and all my might. And, you know, um, as it goes along with working mm-hmm. in my own business, um, environment and stuff like that. I just device. feel my vision start to go. Mm. I never know what was wrong. So, so hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't mean to cut you, but I, I got to catch this piece right here. So you said it just all of a sudden came on. Yeah. Wow. So with no notice. Well, um, there is some notice of like headaches and stuff like that. But uh, I, um, the doctor used to tell me that's migraine headache. Okay. And so we never know it was going to lead to blindness. Yes, um, that was Joseph Tucker's Tucker, the beginning of his interview. Uh, Those listening on social media, you are at the point where you're thinking, what is he doing? Because we can't hear anything coming through. So I'm going to stick it up in there and and we're just going to talk a little bit about Joseph Tucker. Is that all right? 
um, and I'm not sure because we have we do have some situations going on with our board, so I'm not sure what's lit, what's not, and and, and etc. So let's let's talk about Joseph Tucker. So Joseph Tucker was a Jamaican young man. Um, in the piece that we have played, those listening on radio would have heard uh, that he said he had no idea or any issues with his eyes. Um, it was a case of he had some migraine headaches. Um, and then the next thing, his sight was gone. Yeah. That must be devastating. He, he spoke of um, just thinking it was him not eating properly because of the headaches, um, maybe not drinking enough water or whatever he thought, but he never thought he was losing his eyesight. Mm. Um, and it was a gradual process that led him to the doctors and, and it had been escalated and he'd been diagnosed with glaucoma. Yeah. Um, and um, having to just rearrange his life, change his lifestyle, give up his job, um, go to training. I think he went to Loughborough. Yeah, Loughborough University. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, um, and uh, had to sort of learn afresh um, how to do things and um, do things for himself um, through the support of, of a cane and, and um, um, certain apps and so forth on his computer. And yeah, it just... For me, what stood out then and what stands out from listening to it again is that he just remained so positive through the process. Um, I can't imagine losing my eyesight and, and still, it would be woe unto me, you know. I, yeah. I don't know how he did it. But um, when he speaks of his faith being strengthened, and I think that's kind of how you get through most of the difficulties in your life, is just kind of depending and leaning on God, and he speaks to that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Angela, what what about you? Um, You know, I mean, the suddenness is what what strikes strikes me. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. I always remember, I remember sort of, I've had a conversation with friends. There's always a conversation that comes up saying, you know, if you had to lose one of your senses, which one would it be? You know, which would be worse? And I don't even know you can really judge it like that at all. So for me, I think losing my sight would probably be the worst i think any of the any kind of yeah thing, disability is bad. i agree but i really think the sight because i think i'm i'm so much a visual person mm-hmm. i think i'm a visual learner i like to look at things like to see things i like color so you know at the moment just with the aging process my eyesight is going mm-hmm. so i now can't see things so i have to wear glasses with it. and it's not a natural process no really well it is apparent as i was told so you know it is what it is but the frustration that i feel just at this level Mm-hmm. I can't imagine then sort of, you know, it completely going and as you said, having to kind of relearn how to do everything because mm-hmm. that just changes your whole, well, it changes everything, yeah. you know, how you live in your home, how you get about from day to day. I mean, he, I remember he was saying about, you know, he uses this, um, a short and a long cane, um, different canes yeah. to get out and about. And he was sort of saying how cool it was sometimes to have your cane and be out and hopefully people will help you, but also, you know, the things that are put in place to aid, you know, um, visually impaired um, people. So, you know, sort of markings on the ground or the kind of bubbles um, at a crossing, at traffic lights, that kind of thing. And I'm just thinking, imagine having to rely on some of those things yeah. to get by. I mean, it's, you know, his story was amazing. And, you know, this yeah, attitude, really That's inspirational. Yeah. But, you know, listen, uh, and uh, Pedro, you may think I'm a madman. I didn't know that's what the bubbles on the ground was for. But I, was I, was that. I was just thinking that. <laughs> I, I, I thought they were just there to let me know that I'm coming to Zebra. I didn't know that they were about the cane and about people being able to <laughs> yeah. tell. Yeah. You know, but and I, when he was saying it, I'm not sitting there like, wow, he done taught me something. Because I'm thinking, why on earth, especially when you're riding a bike? I mean, them things, are, they're, they're mad. But now I, I know, and so I, 
uh, I began to realize that um, as, as someone that can see, kind of, um, you know, uh, there are things that we really take for granted. Um, and and, and uh, Joseph, and, and then what got me is he goes to Loughborough University. He learns how to redo his life. Uh, comes out of there with whatever qualification he, he needed um, as a blind man. Um, to, to now begin to live his life basically like ordinary because mm -hmm. he formed his business he he and i, I spoke to um asked Claudia the other day and she was saying that he was doing well you know he's, he's still in jamaica his stuff is in the stores um you know uh it was it was just strange for me because when someone gets blind goes blind that suddenly you think they probably won't recover um mm -hmm. but it, the speed he did and what he went and learned and then turned it round into business. And to see him, you know, he didn't look like he was short of some change. He, you know, he looked, he looked properly well-dressed and put together and everything <laughs> else. And I'm saying, boy, look at this man. You know, but there is stereotypes, um, you know, as, as people that, that don't have disability. I think we all do in some ways, but um, that don't have overt disabilities. Um, there are stereotypes and that we, we look down on people or feel bad for them. Mm -hmm. When in actuality, a lot of people with disabilities don't feel bad at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, uh, um, Pedro, I need to hear your voice on this. Um, what uh, Disability, uh, talk to me. You talked about a guy in Bermuda. Um, and, and, you know, Joseph Tucker came and just blew us away on air. Uh, about. Uh, have you met anybody with disabilities that, that, that you probably thought you're sorry for, but they just seem to be getting on with business? Um, you mentioned John Smith. Anybody else? Um, over the years, yeah, I've met a couple of people with disabilities. I'd, I'd look at sometimes disabilities as being, a, um, not a hindrance, but a blessing because everything happens for a reason. Sure. And I just think that sometimes, you know, people look at it and say, I feel sorry. But like you said, most disabled people don't feel sorry for themselves mm. and they just crack on is what is, is what they've been given. So they just learn to live with what they have and they make the best out of it. So yeah. I just feel that, you know, being disabled is not as... I think sometimes it's like a stigma, like you're disabled, so now you're needy. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you're needy because you're disabled. Yeah. Because yeah. even the most, like you, you and I and Zenya and, and Angela, we may not be disabled, but we can have a disability that can affect us either way. Yeah. That will stop us from doing the things that we need to do in life. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, disabled, a disability is such a word that sometimes people you know, use as a negative, but I don't always yeah. look at it as a negative. Yeah. yeah. A negative connotation to it. But. I think also just sometimes people might look at it just being differently abled. You know, right. you're, you're able to do things in a different, yeah. a different oh, I like way. That. That's yeah. a better way. That's yeah. a good way. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Let's stop for a minute. That right there. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> Angie. That's amazing. Yep. Differently. Did you just come mm -hmm. up with that? Differently able. I, I, I can't take credit for that, I'm sure. But um, yeah, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I, don't, I don't think. Anyway, let me not say what's going on. I'm not going to claim that. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, because I think as well, you know, sometimes we hear stories of people with a disability, whatever that is, and mm. to whatever level, some are more visible than others, mm -hmm. you know, and it's about, you know, we hear that they still can do, ama they still do amazing things. I like, you know they can do amazing things. They do amazing things. We're able to do things within their capability, whatever they can. Mm. Um, you know, the Olympics has just started. And also, it's not just the Olympics, and the Paralympics will be going mm. on. 
um, I remember going to, when it was in London, um, I went to a couple of, um, of the events and I think I remember seeing blind sprinters. Yeah, and I've seen it. the whole stadium had to be completely silent because obviously mm. they're running with a guide and it was just the most amazing thing. Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously the work that goes into anybody training, but the mm. fact that you are putting your complete trust in someone else to, to be running at speed was just phenomenal to see. Yeah. And again, you know, all the different sports that people are able to do, whatever disability they have. I remember, I remember thinking I had a whole new just seeing it from a different perspective, mm, mm. Um, you know, and sometimes, I mean, we spoke about also the other couple that came on, you know, people who've got on the autistic spectrum, often they have amazing memories or they're able, they've got really, really honed skills of doing yeah. certain things. And it's just, yeah, everybody's able to do something. And I think, you know, and also, as Pedro said, you know, disability could happen to anybody at any time. You yeah. know, some people that yeah. happens at I, birth I, or it could be an accident or something. So, and you know do. you know it's interesting because joseph tucker one day went blind yeah i mean it, it's 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 hard to even perceive the changes that must have come suddenly the ones he had to make yeah. suddenly and i think for me watching him and, and you know i kept on staring at him because that's what we do um to see if there was anything that you know uh, but he was just as calm, uh, spoke calmly. Um, like you say, he, he, was, he was different, but he was able. Yeah, like, I mean, let's, let's not belittle it or anything like that. I'm sure there are difficult moments. I, I'm sure it was a process of getting to the place where he is. Sure. Um, and he spoke of that too, you know. I mean, it, it must be devastating at some level. Mm -hmm. um, but, but to have the right attitude, I think, is... It, I, I guess the best way to approach life, whatever, it might not be a disability, whatever may come our way. And another thing that Pedro mentioned when he spoke of, of, of the gentleman in, in, um, that he knew from back home is that, and Angela speaking about it as well, having a different ability, is that as a church, and I think that came home to me in that program as well, is that we need to also look at what these people can do, not necessarily what they cannot do, but what abilities they do have. And so many of them are willing to contribute if you make the necessary adjustments, if you ask, mm -hmm. if you accommodate them, if you support them. I mean, someone who is wheelchair bound can still sing, yeah. can still operate the board. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. so it's about making sure that we facilitate these um, quote unquote disabled people. Mm and make sure that they have the, the, the opportunity to do what it is that they can do. Mm -hmm. And as Angela was speaking of autism, I mean, some of them are so gifted in some areas. I mean, it would be a shame mm -hmm. to let, you know, to dim their light and not give them opportunity mm -hmm. to shine. You know, it's interesting. Hey, you know, Zenia, you, you just made a very good point. We tend to look at people with disabilities as if they just can't do anything, right. you mm -hmm. know, or they can't do anything the way we can. And remember, we also think that Joseph brought out was disability. Um, we look at physical disability different from mental disability. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we, 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 we look at those things differently. Um, and you talk about using people or allowing them to, to be using their giftedness, wherever they're gifted. Um, and, and it reminds me, um, I took a, um, some students away on a school trip. And there was a young man with us who is autistic. And, um, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, well, you know, he's not going to get involved in much because he's quite a loner kind of guy. But then we started playing a game. And the game was, 
I went to the supermarket and I bought this. And it's a game where they go around the room and then you got to remember what the last person has bought. And so the person right at the end has to remember all that everyone has went to the supermarket and bought. I can play that. Guess what? <laughs> Listen, man, this guy started to shine. Hmm. I mean, he was winning the game. Everyone was just shocked. He was winning the game. And that's what came home to me was, hold on. Now we can see where his gifts lie and his talents mm -hmm. lie. And mm -hmm. that's in his ability to remember. Mm. Now, yeah. what's interesting is, educationally, we need to start teaching to that. Yes. But most of us teach to everybody. Yeah. Um, and so someone like that may slip through the cracks. Um, but now, once I saw him in operation, I'm like, man, we need to, I need to send this word around that the guy can learn like this and his memory soaks up stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I, you know, that's what came out of that. Um, and then we talk about Emmanuel and Jos Jocelyn, Joycelyn, um, um, from the Harlow church, um, raising their daughter. And I, I know I've seen it firsthand where people will literally give them a hard time because in in worship she would just start making noise and and that kind of stuff and it was just hard for them sometimes they just sit at home you know because they didn't want to be embarrassed or to be a problem um what do you guys think about that i mean how i mean i want to hear the sermon yes but what do you guys think about that i mean it's really heartbreaking to think that when you sometimes people sort of say, you know, the church is for everyone, you know, come as you are and what have you. And then sometimes you sit there, you come as you are and you're not accepted for who you are. Yeah. Um, and it becomes a problem, you know, um, especially for children, because, you know, children do what children do. And if you have a disability, I think that the level of and lack of understanding, often sometimes just through lack of awareness and maybe a little, dare I say, a bit of ignorance as well, not being accepting and seeing it as a problem, and really, you know, not making them feel well, people feel welcome and just sort of say, I also think, you know, if this was, if Jesus was in, was preaching, you know, you know and somebody came in, it'd be, it would be no problem. Yeah. And I kind of think, you know, sometimes why don't we take that same example? And I really just think, you know, sometimes our churches, our services needed to be a lot more inclusive, you know, and I'm not even just saying that just for disabilities. I think it's more inclusive for people's needs um, of the congregation and what have you. But I think it's, it's heartbreaking to know that people aren't as accepting as they should be yeah. and not showing the love and care and support that families often need, mm. you know, in with, you know, with situations like this. So it's, it's really sad. But on the flip side, there are some churches and some places that are doing amazing work. They, you know, they're inclusive. They make the right, you know, the right adaptations, you know, they get people involved. And as you said, you know, work into their strengths. Mm. So that's often really positive, you know, and often putting on, you know, specific programs that do cater for those needs as well. So, you know, it's on the flip side, but I ultimately think there's probably still a lot more work to be done. Yeah. Ultimately. Yeah. yeah. Anything stick out um, about Jocelyn and, and Emmanuel's situation that I didn't mention? Um, you mentioned a disability um, organization that the Adventist Church run, um, Angela. Um, can you just say it again, just in case anyone is listening? Yeah, so that's ASNA, the Adventist Special Needs Association. And that was started by um, a couple who had uh, some multiple disabilities. And again, you know, to kind of raise awareness of the needs for dis disabled um, people within the church. Um, they run lots of training. They run retreats um, for 
you know, especially for children and people with disabilities, but also for carers as well. Okay. Because as much as, you know, it's those who've got disabilities, so the people, the families around them. So I know I'd often gone on you know, some of their carers' retreats and stuff, and it's an opportunity to get together, to support each other, you know, and to work with people. Um, so, yeah, so Adventist Special Needs Association. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, Stick a pin back on the other side with another one of the the stories or the interviews that stuck in our minds. You're listening to Talking Point. It's Ray, Angela, Zenia, and Pedro. i got to get used to adding the Pedro at the end. Um, but uh, in studio uh, or on Zoom, I'm in studio. Uh, I'm going to go to music and uh, something that we've experienced a lot of um, this year working together, and it's joy. It's Mary, Mary, and I've got joy thinking about what God has done for me. And uh, I, I spoke to a lady, um, Zenia, who goes to Ilford Central. She's blind. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, 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 it was interesting because I sat beside her in church waiting to preach. And um, we're doing a revival there. And uh, she pulled out a little tambourine and started banging and, and praising God. And I'm looking at this lady, not realizing she's blind. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't until uh, at the end... Uh, when I asked for prayer, I saw her daughter pick her up and walk to the front with her. And uh, I looked at her and I just said, wow, look at God. And so we became good friends And uh, since then. Um, but, you know, the joy she had. Um, and, you know, we always say that we, we are sad for people. Yeah. Um, but sometimes, you know, they really... Uh, excited about where God has taken them to and how much they have accomplished and uh, etc. So, I mean, yeah, life and and, life. and and the hope of eternal life That's where there'll it. be no more crying, no more pain, no more disability. Hallelujah. But the former things would have passed away. So on his joy, his talking point here on Adventist Radio London. Oh, how I wonder when my soul looks back, how I ever made it through my sinful wicked I'm to 
Joy, Joy, Joy. I went into the next song. We got a whole lot of Joy, Joy, Joy thinking about what God has done for us. Um, let me say, if you'd like to be a part of a discussion, maybe there is a, there is, um, a program that you enjoyed and you yeah. would like to holler at us and say, we really enjoyed. Oh, maybe you just want to congratulate us and say, welcome, Pastor Ray. And, and no, um, you, 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 <laughs> you want to say you enjoyed uh, any part of Talking Point. Um, this year or you just want to congratulate the ladies for putting up with me or vice versa uh, feel free um, you can hit us up on 8228 as a text write the word hope and then your message 8228 write the word hope in capitals and leave a space and then your message um, or you can get us on Facebook Ray A. Patrick on Facebook you can leave that there um, and you can email us and it'll come straight through um, to the email and that is studio at adventistradio.london studio at adventistradio.london any one of those mediums or if you know our personal information hello at us um, and, and give us a call um, no no give us a call because I don't think the phone's coming through but nevertheless anything else you can get us on and we will have the conversation so we talked a little bit about um, the program we did on disability um, I want to change gears because the call came I left talking point one Saturday evening I was driving home and um, the phone rang uh, I'm always reluctant to answer my phone when it's a number I don't know I'm not on the run I'm not, you know, anything like that, but I just don't know. Anyway, I'm I, answer- fine. Huh? Right. I was just saying it, it's good to confess if you want to. You know, you know, <laughs> you know. See, this is why, this is why. Uh, Pedro, you see this move here? I do the same thing as you. I mean, I, I'm not answering the phone that I don't see, know. See, see, but she's trying to make it out like I'm, I'm some kind of villain. I agree with you. I'm right with you. Yeah, man. I, yeah, see? Big old Lord. I'm not on the run. No, we started already. Here we go. Here we go. Not on the run, but I don't answer. If I don't know the number, I ain't picking up. Leave a message. That's right. <laughs> Whatever it is, we're here to support. So, you know. Angie, what, what was that? I mean, where did that come from? Support. <laughs> support. <laughs> But what? <laughs> and it's, anyway, as we as we move on, <laughs> so the phone rang. It was a Trinidad number. I didn't know that, um, and so I answered the call, and it was Doctor Pilgrim, who used to be at the New Life Church back in the day. Now lives in Trinidad, and because of the pandemic, they started running a program, a family life program. And discussing real issues. They wanted to have a youth series. And of course they just listened to Talking Point. And thought that it would really fit the remit. Of what they've been listening to. Um, and also he made a call out to Pastor McKenzie. Who he ran it by. Who thought it was a great idea. Um, and so I was trying to talk it through it. But then initially I wasn't sure about the whole concept. Because I, it was far away. You know the ideologies. Mindsets are different. But after speaking to the crazy, I mean, the wonderful ladies that I work with here at Talking Point, um, they agreed that we should take on the challenge of, first of all, it sounded like a three-week program dealing with addiction and and a few other things. Um, Anyway, it ended up six weeks, man, of preparation, meetings at midnight because of the time difference. And all that, remember, all of this stuff, getting experts on... I mean, trying to find people that fit the remit from, you know, both of our sides of the family. And then trying to condense it quickly into a program mm-hmm. at five o'clock. You know, um, it was it was a lot. It was really a lot. But nevertheless, it was a very rewarding experience. Uh, 
<laughs> and one of those um, interviews was with our own, our very own um, Clarence Jackson, um, mm -hmm. as we talked about abstinence and celibacy. And, um, and Clarence, boy, Clarence took off preaching um, <laughs> about what God's will is. Uh, I'm not going to ask any one of you if you're abstinent, abs if you're uh, promoting or, or part of abstinence or if it's part of your life, <coughs> um, because that's none of our business. Amen. Amen. There's, amen. No, there's no amen coming back. Um, um, however, however, what did you guys think about um, the program in, 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 in it, before I go into the detail? Uh, do you think it's something that was worthy or relevant or, or is it something that's outdated? As in the concept of absence or the whole program? The, the program itself, a bit of both, yeah. I think it was interesting, as you said, um, obviously perspectives and perceptions of Christianity, Adventism can vary from country to country around the world and what have you. Mm -hmm. um, and as often as sometimes we may think sometimes in the Caribbean it's a bit more Old, I don't want to say old school and what have you, and certain topics seem a lot more taboo. Um, over here, some, you know, we have the same similar sort of challenges, but not always as open to talk about certain topics. Mm -hmm. um, however, this is what they kind of wanted and felt that it was going to be really, be really beneficial. Right. And I think it was a really good opportunity to kind of actually have these real conversations and talk about topics that, you know, they're not, it's nothing that's not going on around the world or wherever it's and it's impacting people and people are really struggling with some of these things mm. so you know there are challenges that will happen you know within the church and this was a really good opportunity to have those conversations and to bring people on we've got an experience a story to tell um and for us you know we're confident about talking the whole thing is you know we talk about different topics yeah so you know and i think that and hopefully would have enabled people to then be a bit more open and willing to share and talk as well because we're demonstrating that as well within this sort of church context mm. so um you know we tackle some quite deep topics yeah you know from pornography to addictions to gambling you know and then as we can talk a little bit more about you know abstinence and, mm. and sex kind of things so you know there's a topics that young people are dealing with in and out of the church um and if you don't have those conversations within the church where are they going to go to get that information oh, you know people, from? young people in church ain't struggling with that no 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 ain't nobody having sex yeah, everybody they, everybody they, living they, their life <laughs> they read the message to young people and and they following what ellen says come on man they know is it really something we need to talk about in of church course, of course. young and old yeah. now old people definitely old folk are uh, struggling with that no. listen this program started off or may have been intended to be a youth um, project. Yeah. But, I mean, by the end of that, we, we had everybody on there, everybody giving their opinions, perhaps more so than the young people. Yeah. Um, and it just goes to show that we all struggle. Mm. I'm not sure if you can hear the ice cream truck. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Zinia, uh, <laughs> it's, it's Sabbath afternoon and you buy an ice cream. <laughs> Is that what you just said? I'm tempted. Um, no, that's... <laughs> I think that you can hear the um the thing sound. Oh, so up. you don't have AC, so the door is open. And the windows are open. Okay. Yes. I, okay. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say they don't have AC, uh, that. That, AC, that, that what is that? What is that? I have a fan somewhere. Um. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, but is right. It was a lot of you know we talk about the adults more than young people. But yeah. I think it was all equally important for parents. Mm -hmm. yes. And old people within the church to sort of say, okay, you know, there may not be 
their parents, young people's parents directly, but they can still provide a supportive role, supportive person, someone who understands and can be there to help, you know, these young, young people with their struggles. So I think it was probably an educational, educational all round, I'd say. Yeah. I mean, like, around. in the end, it was called Re Real and Ready, or it was yeah. dubbed Real and Ready because we just had some real raw, raw real and ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. I think it was needed. Yeah. It was so, what, 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 what I mean, Clarence came on, um, and there was one question I, or so, I didn't actually read it out, but it was one thing that, that someone was saying it sounded like he was bragging and 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 he was kind of putting down some of us um that had not gone through the thing and we had made mistakes or have decided to not remain abstinence what do you guys think oh, well i certainly didn't get that impression i i um i don't want i mean abstinence is, is a difficult thing i'm not going to pretend um and he made it sound um easy but i think it was a conviction and it has to be a conviction for you to, to do something like that to be able to be abstinent be able to be um celibate to 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 live that life it has to be a conviction mm -hmm. um and he was convicted and and as you said at the very top pastor it it was his um mode into ministry mm -hmm. um and um not everyone's going to take that journey but he's advocating it and i mean it makes sense it's biblical yeah so you know i i, yeah. I, I give him all the credit and i tip my hat and, 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 and i'm listen <laughs> I'm one of these people that if you're bragging about that, it's a good thing to brag about, right? It's a, it's a good thing to say, you know what? I praise God. Brethren, you know, and those of us that feel guilty on the other side that we we done sinned and come short um, because he's, you know, he, he don't know what we're going through. He know what we're going through. Um, but he his conviction, like you said, has kept him um, to God. Pedro, I'm not going to ask you at all if you are abstinent because you're married. Amen. And, and, uh, and you've got five children. So... Um, yeah, um, so anyway, let's move on from that. But I am going to ask you this question. Um, do you think abstinence is relevant to young men nowadays? I believe abstinence is definitely relevant to young men. I think that if you can wait till you find that person that God has for you, that because like especially in today's world, it becomes is it it messes up your mind if you are just getting out there in the world and doing things that the world does and, and you your know, body and your body yes and that's what i mean but the mind the body the soul the spirit the whole yes. the whole aspect so i i teach that to my children i taught that to my children my oldest boys i teach it to my children now um i have a family member that was abstinence until she got married um i i, I definitely believe it if you can do that that that's the best thing that you can ever do in your life because it just when you could it's a connection you with somebody you connect automatically when you start connecting with 10 and i don't mean it's in the back but 10 20 or even five people now you have a connection it just messes up your whole it can mess up your walk of god too because you start you're just all over the map so yeah i definitely believe in abstinence is if it's not an easy thing and I didn't hear the interview, but from, I don't think he was bragging. I just think, like you said, I just it sounds like he just has such a conviction that he wanted to, that he knew what he wanted. Mm -hmm. And that's rare sometimes in young people. As young, it's, it's rare sometimes in adults. When you know what you want, you just stick to it. It's not bragging. It's just you know what you want. Yeah. And that's what you're going to do, you know, so. But, I mean, what would your advice be, man? Um, you know, you got young men out there now, or, or even young women, you know, who, who will say, that you know what I'm, I'm i'm at a certain age don't look like i'm gonna get married 
um you know and da 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 da, da. you know what 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 I mean, and they say, well, I want to experience it, like one lady said, I want to experience it before Jesus comes, you know. <laughs> um, I mean, from what Clarence was saying, man, you know, a lot of people go through the experimental stage and they don't stop. Um, so, ladies, and, 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 and not only a Pedro, but in general, um, what can we say? I mean, I suppose we can't really blame people because they, they're human too. But at the same time, you know, Clarence was very strong on it. Um, and Josephine was with him and she was, uh, from a young lady's standpoint, that was a whole nother thing. You know, you can be that young and, and have made that decision, um, you know, that you were going to stand, uh, take this stance now and be like that until Jesus come or, or, or until you get married. Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, and, and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's impossible because there's nothing impossible with God, but I am saying, I mean, is it, uh, 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 they, they, they must be serious exceptions. Mm. I mean, you can understand what I'm saying. Am I making it sound like? No, no. I mean, it's truth. It's, it's real. It's, mm. it's what it is. Um, it's a difficult thing to do, but it's not to say it can't be done with God. All things are possible. He wouldn't have asked us to do it if He would not have provided the way to do it. Um, mm. So, if you're convicted on that, and and we all should be, because again, it, it, it's biblical. Um, then yes, go forward. And I think for me, the best way to encourage anyone to to follow that lifestyle is to sort of say, well, what are the disadvantages of not doing it? I mean, I wish I yeah. had. I had flown out of wedlock. I had fun with a man. I, I, I mean, if I could go turn back the, the head. Right. So um, there are reasons why. <laughs> there are very good reasons why. Um, waiting until God finds a partner for you. I want to. I want to interview you next time. <laughs> No, uh, <laughs> waiting until, you know, you found the one that God wants you to be with and, and, and exploring sex and all that with that person mm. makes such good sense on so many levels. Mm. Um, and that's what I would encourage anybody to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I agree. I think, I think um, whether we like it or not, guys, God's way is always the best way. Yes. Uh, many of us have tried other ways and here we are having to live hey. the tale and it ain't hey. nice <laughs> but you know we but, but the reality is is that you know god gives us a second chance or third or fourth or fifth or sixth yeah. or seventh yeah. and so we got to take it at his at the word what did you guys think of the whole trinidad experience oh amazing yeah I mean, um, the, the legwork pastor you spoke about it um, and again maybe we could do a whole show on the legwork um, for preparing a program such as this uh, because a lot of people see this and think oh it's easy or maybe we make it look easy bless God um, but a, a lot of things go on behind the scenes in preparation for the program and I remember like being half asleep at 12 midnight or not even making a, sh making a meeting um. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing I'm sure I missed a few but it was amazing and and to, to be in trinidad more or less um, i'm looking forward past the program to coming real live um and direct mm -hmm. but to be there to to sort of worship with the brethren there to get their perspective mm -hmm. um you know to be invited i thought was was an honor um a privilege and um, I think a lot of, of good came out of that program. In fact, they're rerunning some, I think. Yeah. Um, currently, well, they did rerun some of the, the programs, mm -hmm. and they got a, a lot of positive feedback out of that. And I think you made a connection, Pastor Ray, uh, still going on your own show. Yeah, um, 
<laughs> with Candice. Candice and so, you know, it, it was all good and I enjoyed the experience. Um, learned mm. quite a lot as well from it. Angie, what was it for you? What was your experience? Exactly. I mean, I could echo everything that Zenia is saying. And I think it's, you know, look at what we, you know, what we're doing as a ministry. And I think in able to, to spread the word, as it were, um, in different ways um, and to share and to be kind of, I said, as I said before, to be open, which then allows other people to be open as well. Because again, people sharing their stories, hearing people's perspective, we may be challenging some of their thought, their thoughts and their opinions, which again is great for the discussion and the debate. It gets people thinking. So it was really, I thought it was really exciting, you know, despite everything, you know, the stuff that goes on behind. And we worked with some really good people, yeah. you know, on their teams as well. Um, and again, you know, you make connections. And I think, you know, the beauty, I suppose, of the pandemic, if you can even call it that, is the fact that we could connect with people all around the world. Yeah. Um, you know, we're not limited to, you know, our own sort of churches or our own countries. We can go wide. So, you know, to be able to sort of connect, as Zenia said, to worship with other people, you know, uh, even if it's at different times and stuff, um, yeah. you know, it was, it was really good. I mean, it was really it was, positive. It was, it was a double blessing. dip because we did the program early mm -hmm. uh, for two hours. And then we still have to come back on the radio and do two hours of radio. Yeah. yeah. Um, program. So it was like four hours every Sabbath yeah. you know, that I had to see you. I mean, sorry, that we had to do the program. That we uh, shared, that yes. We, yeah. <laughs> and our Thursday, Thursday meetings were birthed out of that, which we, we still continue yeah, we, to we do. do, we, do uh, have, we do have organizational meetings. Yeah. It may not oh, seem yeah. like it, but, but all of this is scripted. No, it's yeah. not. Um, but we do have those. And um, Pedro, you know, you, you will get involved in that and you will realize that um, if it wasn't for me, you know, that's what I'm saying. Dot, dot, dot. Okay, that's oh, what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. And that's gone over my head. I'm lost on that one. <laughs> I don't understand. She's on fire today. Hey! It's a year, guys. We're celebrating a year. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about um, um, community service. We're going to talk about community yeah. service. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Mackenzie Cook and his crew that came. What a time we had. Looking around what churches are doing throughout the, the area during the pandemic. And, um, and some of the good news that he bought. Mackenzie Cook and the crew board with people that are doing things and Adger and everybody else. So we'll talk more about that. Um, this one is by Candy Stetton and the song is Oh How He Must Love Me. And I'm telling you, to take me through a year working with these wonderful ladies, he must truly love me and uh, feel that I need sharpening. Mm -hmm. Oh How He Loved Me. <laughs> it's talking point and it's Candy Stetson. <laughs> No one could have done what he did No one would have done what he did No one would have taken my place Not only mine, but the whole human race God put our needs before his own So he sacrificed his only son He did what no other father would do He let him die for me And he died for you Oh, how he must love me Oh, how he must love me Oh, how 
must love me They buried his body And they thought he was through They didn't want to believe What he said he would do He said on the third day I will rise And go to my father In the skies But I won't leave you comfortless Here in sin So I'll send you a comforter Till I come again My Holy Spirit I send So you won't be alone He will keep you till I take you home So they posted the guards By his grave To make sure that's where His body stayed But for us he got him Out of the ground The grave couldn't hold his body down Oh, how he must love me love me we're talking about jesus and i'm telling you he sure loves us he's brought us through a year wow he brought us through a year of talking point on a sabbath afternoon um you know it's interesting because you say sabbath afternoon but part there was part of the year in the winter time when um it wasn't sabbath and we're still rolling um and you know the weather is a bit inclement today it's raining and it's cloudy and all that kind of stuff these are the times when you have the best program audience, um, mm. listening audience, um, because people don't want to go out. That or that. But when it's sunny or when the sun sets early, you know, the people go out and, and do things. So I'm not saying I want it to rain every Sabbath afternoon, but I am saying that uh, if you're indoors and you're listening to this, um, we're just doing a recap of the year. We've had an unbelievable year together. Um, and, um, you know, most of it I enjoyed. <clears throat> Um, and uh, I want to thank God for bringing us together. Hey, Daniel, why are you shaking your head? I'm not, uh? Yeah, exactly. See that? <laughs> see that? Pedro, see that? That, 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 that? That's what I'm talking about. That right there. Um, and, and it, it would be a good time as well to plug um, the fact that we are hoping to do sort of AY sessions. Yes. Of the 
Yes, if you if you got if you got a church and you'd like us to come to a church near you, please holler at us. Um, we will be doing AY at um, Lee Valley um, and uh, Cornerstone. Um, um, the folk asked Cornerstone sent me a message, asked me how many young people do we want. I said everybody. Send the, bring the whole church and and everybody, and we'll be doing it. Um, uh, Chiswick um, and other places. We'll be doing it um, in a way throughout the month of August. Um, uh, that where we'll have the whole church on Zoom the way they do for service uh, like we did in Trinidad and then you know we will have uh, discussions on whatever topic you want to cover uh, we'll bring on the experts we'll have the biblical references we'll have our own opinions um, and the goal is is to um, connect with you, uh, you know, in a real way uh, on Adventist Radio London. Let you know that we're here, amen, and we're part yeah. of the Adventist Church and, and we're part of every AY on the planet as well as every church. And you can tap into the resources that we have. So we're going on the road on Talking Point. Yay, we're going on the road. Road trip. Maybe I should find a Kirk Franklin road trip and play that <laughs> next because uh, we want, we're going on the road. And, um, and then, you know, if, if it's if it's something that when church opens up that we could do from a church location, then that would be also something that we'll do. Maybe, I think it was Xenia mentioned barbecue in the park or something strange. Um, uh, you know, and say strange, because when it comes to food, that's what I'm saying. Uh, I don't remember this. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it'd be nice to do an Adventist Radio London Day in a park. Yeah. And have mm, all the food right, come out good. and have them bring food for me. I mean, sorry, have them bring, bring food. See, see yeah. now we know the yeah. food thing. The food conversation. Yeah. <laughs> all I want is just, you know, roti, you know what I mean? Hey, a little bit of curry, curry, the stuff that used to fly. Amen. A little bit of those things. Um, and 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 then we good some mighty malt and we good we good to go. Um, so if anybody's there, you don't have to wait until the barbecue. I'll take it at the door. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Anyway, let's let's uh, and 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 that leads. Uh, that's a nice segue into community services. Amen. Amen. <laughs> because you know when when I was uh, after I came out of hospital um, last year, um, I got a. I was I was living in Bedford at the time, and I want to thank God for the Bedford Church. Because they had a ministry where they were coming to my door every day. Different members would cook food. And, um, you know, I felt like I, I mean, I had the plague, though, because they, they would leave it at the doorstep. I got to wait for them to go and then go pick it up. And I'm like, really? You know, um, but nevertheless, um, they, um, I think I was in quarantine for like 10 to 14 days at the time. And, um, and they were just bringing the meals um, oh. And it was great, absolutely brilliant. So I want to big them up, um, Frankie and his wife, um, and Keisha, and the, all the youth that were there. Um, and during the process of being knocked uh, down, I actually did a youth revival for them, um, which I thought was interesting. Because I, I mean, there was no way to go, nothing to do. I mean, I had to quarantine, so I just preached, and so we had a good time. So big up the Bedford Church, and all of those kind of things. Um, Tara says congratulations on making. A year, you guys and uh, Tara. Thank you. you know, um, I think we had we had Tara on one time. Um, um, no, that was my, my other program. I got this. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she she's a celebrity, so we bring on the other program. That's right. Does not like that word. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about community services. <laughs> so we had uh, Mackenzie Cook. For those that don't know, Pastor Mackenzie Cook. He is the uh, the community service director for the South England Conference. 
um, big job in this pandemic. Um, ladies, what were some of the things, and Pedro, sorry, I got to keep on, well, Pedro wasn't there for the thing, so let me speak to the ladies first. What were some of the things that uh, stuck out um, while talking to uh, Mackenzie Cook and what the community services department was doing during this very difficult time? Anything? Uh, for me, it was his vision for the department. Mm -hmm. um, he envisioned, I think he was doing a bid, um, seeking funds, and it would be good to get him back on at some point to find out if he was successful. I think sure. it was over 20K or somewhere, mm -hmm. yeah, some big figure he was looking for. Um, and I think ADRA and some other um, Adventist organizations were helping him to put that bid together. Mm -hmm. But he had big um, plans for the community department and the arm, community arm of the church and just sort of spoke to what he wanted to see happen um, in the community, um, doing for the community. And he brought some persons on with him that could have spoken to that but i think at the end of the program i realized that we were doing so much and i was really proud yeah. um uh, of us as a church because sometimes we don't highlight the good things um or we don't speak to the good things that we're doing and a lot of people came on people were coming through social media and saying hey hey what about my church we're doing this yeah, we're doing that, yeah, yeah, that um, or the other and um, so it was just really good to see that we were out there and we were doing a lot um, during this pandemic and hoping to do it um, for many more months to come. So that stood out for me in that program. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think also it was also finding, and obviously like you said, he was going for putting in a bid for money. It's actually looking at other resources. There, are, there is money on resources out there. Yeah. Um, and I think sometimes, again, it's having that kind of the confidence to say, okay, I'm going to ask. So I can't remember the lady who, I can't remember her name now, but she was saying that she literally was saying, right, okay, this, this is what we need to go and do something. Um, I'm going to ask the council. Yeah. yeah. And she asked and she got what she wanted. Mm. And, you know, and from that, it was like, okay, maybe I'll ask for something else. And sometimes you just have to be brave enough and go out there in faith and say, you know what, there are other resources out there. And lots of organizations, um, you know, during the pandemic, the supermarkets were really stepping up to be able to provide food for, you know, people to deliver and stuff like that. Mm. You know, there's, there's lots of things out there. And I think sometimes we just have to think bigger, think wider and say, yeah, I'm going to go out there. And, you know, this pandemic has definitely shown that, you know, we have to really pull together, mm. show that real community spirit um, yeah. for our own church members and for people outside our church as well. And that in itself is just the greatest ministry, yeah. you know, when you're able to meet people's needs you're showcasing God's love um, and our service, um, you know, it's demonstrated in practice. Mm. And that's, you know, a good segue into kind of introducing people to God's love for work in the church and everything. So, mm. yeah, it you was know, really positive to hear what he was doing, um, what he wanted to do. We had some ladies on from Stratford. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. that were doing the winter night shelter. I think you mentioned that they, they got some yeah. funding from the, the council. Mm -hmm. So you tell her her name? You tell her and Blossom right, yeah. and yeah. these folk. Um, and, and it was just great to hear what they were doing. Then um, Elder Martin came on from yeah. uh, Ilford That's Central. Uh, and he had a couple of guys with him and they go out every day. Mm -hmm. They go out every single day. I mean, even now they were mm -hmm. saying just, you know, taking uh, groceries food. and food and, yeah. and, and toiletries and all this stuff to... To people in their community, um, then we 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 heard from uh, I think someone from Brixton and, and 
Croydon, and we and there's a lot of people just sending messages in that their church is doing stuff. Yeah. And, uh, Did you speak of Stamper or Stamper? Well, you know the One Vision program yeah. that Adra is putting on, and the MP got involved. Um, I met the MP down there, and um, I want to pick up Enoch on the One Vision program um, there at Stamper. And what it is is that you know this whole thing came through a collaboration with SEC Adra and the church there and now they get meals and they still do it up to now they get meals and i mean they giving out thousands of food um i was mm. one of the recipients amen uh, because i live in that community now so i'd come home and there'll be food on my doorstep um you know after teaching the kids all day it's, it's a nice thing to see um but the one vision project it was even mentioned in parliament the mp brought it up um you can go on youtube on the stambra church um, site and you can see it. it he bought it up he said he spent the sabbath in stanbury church um and they're giving out stuff and i was like what really in parliament you know um but like you were saying angela it, it was it, and, and zenia is it was great uh you felt proud um because for years it's been said that um uh you know we haven't been doing as much as we should be doing um, and I think, still think there's a lot more that can be done. Always. Um, but um, to hear those reports uh, were phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Pedro, anything going on in Halifax, man? Any Anything going on? Is there a church in Halifax? Yeah, it's actually in Huddersfield. Okay, so you, you saw Huddersfield. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's in Huddersfield. And I think because of the pandemic, they're in the process of moving to a new church. Are you serious? So, yeah, they, they, got, they bought a church. It's, oh, I think wow. it's in So they've been working on it. Um, they've been doing some community stuff. I've seen some stuff on the chat where they've gone to clean up the areas and different um, different things like that. But I think when it comes, I think Huddersfield costs them more. They usually do a soup kitchen, but I don't know if they're doing it right now because of the pandemic. But they usually do a soup kitchen on Wednesdays. Okay. Where you come in and get food. And then they did it where then they have a service after. So then you can mm -hmm. stay for a service. And mm. things like that. So they kind of incorporated it that way. Yeah. yeah. So they did do that for onto the pandemic, but mm. I haven't, you know, with the it's been very hard to to keep things up and running. Mm. But um yeah, they do they do some community um community stuff up here. We um far town after church sometimes we used to take leaflets into the community mm -hmm. and walk around mm -hmm. and um, you know, just talk about Jesus, knock on doors. Yeah of that nature and then we had the aid um ardra the yeah I forgot mm -hmm. to call it, right Adra. we did that adra right so we did that too so yeah it's, it's, it's up there mm. but like, because of that pandemic things are just really yeah yeah but you know it's interesting because uh, mackenzie cook was saying the opposite because of the pandemic we are going full force in london right. anyway sec right. um you know we're doing more than we've ever done and uh, i hope it doesn't stop yeah, well, this is the thing, and and he that's why he wanted the grant to continue these kind of programs after, mm. and you know, you know, it's sad to say it, but we are program people. Uh, pro, you know, we deal with events as opposed mm -hmm. to lifestyle changes, and so we do well with feeding the homeless on a particular fourth Sabbath, uh, or doing whatever. But we don't really care about the. We're not clear, but we don't have do much the other three um so i think that uh, you're right zenia we just got to continue this push that we're doing now is we're visible um it's easier to talk about what the church is doing and what god expects 
um, mm-hmm. from the community service um, angle uh, now that we're visible and that kind of stuff. I do want to big up um, two people. Um, I say two. One of them has just slipped my mind. Um, oh, the first one is um, Carolina, who is a dear listener to at uh, Adventist Radio London and to Talking Point. And, um, and um, Carolina took out a thousand books um, mm. um, you and your family I think it was called um, from the ABC and she went during the pandemic knocking on doors mm. with gloves on and everything and giving people the book mm. and do you know that 95% of the people took the books wow thank you and nobody said it's a pandemic I'm not coming to the door who are you some of them she had to leave it of course and then they came and got it afterwards but the uh, take up was unbelievable. And, uh, and I just want to big her up for that community mm-hmm. service move because that people had time to read uh, during this time. So people yeah. were lonely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, sure yeah. some people, that was the first that, space they saw yeah. in a long time or, yeah. or whatever it happened. So we want to big up Carolina and she goes Central London Church. And then the other one um, is Chiswick Church, Iris Sutherland. Iris, um, and Sutherland is not her name. She's married now. I can't remember her, maiden, uh, her married name. But Iris um, um, started a community program at the church that was recognized by the council. And they mm. are sending food and people to that location. They even had an, out, uh, an outdoor outreach program where they had music in the, in the outside the church. Um, and I saw it, it was live on, on social media mm-hmm. and the community was out there. There were social distances, but doing their little dances and things to the good old gospel. We had a full band out there and they were giving out food and they do that every single week. Mm-hmm. Um, amazing ministry. And what in the middle of this thing now, Iris's brother, who's a dear friend of mine, he passed away. Um, mm-hmm. I did his funeral for him, Ryan. But what was interesting, I thought, well, you know, she's probably going to take a back seat. Oh, no. No. She kept on rolling through the whole thing. Absolutely amazing woman. And I want to big her up as well mm-hmm. as we're on the community service part of the program. Um, I think also as well, I was just going to point in, you know, we were also talking about our church buildings, how we can put them yes. to much more better use. Yes. Um, obviously, you know, many of them are still, maybe some of them may be closed, but actually what we could do with those buildings you know our services at the moment may be restricted but maybe once things open up a lot more what we can do you know six days of the week yeah rather than just being open for seven you know we took that possibly wellness centers or writing activities you know there's so much more we can do with the resources that we have so Mm -hmm. yeah i do want want to make a point there i'm glad you brought that up because you know we talk about even gun and knife crime and all this stuff uh, I want to say that, you know, we own our buildings, most of our churches. We, mm-hmm. The building is ours. And and we can open those buildings for youth clubs, for after-school programs, for all those things. Yeah. And and we cannot be, you know, the center of the community where we live. And most of the people go to church in most communities and not open the doors except for the day of worship. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, you know, one of the things that Mackenzie Cook, uh, you know, we admonished him to look into was using the churches as a community center. Um, You know, after the pandemic, until Jesus come. Um, Because, brethren, if the work's going to finish and we're going to save these young people, our our churches must be open more than one day a week. 
I think we're not responsive yeah. enough. We, as you said, Pastor, we're very program driven, very yeah. routine. Um, but you know, if if some, if a young person's been stabbed in our community, then open the door and speak to the young people. If yeah. if a lot of people have gone through, whether it's a storm or whatever, open the door and give um, or look to housing supplies or whatever. Be responsive. See what the needs are at the time. I mean, these will change from day to day, from week to week, and respond to it. Yeah. As opposed to having a scheduled week or month or whatever that we do something mm. and that's the end of that. Yeah. Be responsive, see what's going on in the community and 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 and, um, and link up with other organisations as well. You know, lots they of lots of people in your local area are doing things. They want to link up with you. companies, organisations, other churches, other charities. Mm. I know that can that's be a bit right. controversial, but you know, we're also at the end of the day we want to reach people, mm-hmm. and you know, there are lots of ways to do that, and we can be really influential. You know, beacons within the community, which mm. you know. And and, and I think, you know, saying that the word is collaboration and Mm -hmm. and and it's better to have a lot of organizations fight one situation Mm -hmm. than one organization trying to deal with the whole thing. Yeah, so so don't reinvent the wheel if there is a church doing something or if there's an organization doing something, align yourself with that, be a, a small part of the cog and help them get to more people in more ways and in more situations. Don't be scared to mix with community programs. You know, um, they may have a totally different Christian outlook than we have. But if we can agree on this one thing, that we're going to change the youth or, or feed the homeless, or we're going to operate a soup kitchen, or we're going to give clothes away, let's do what we can together. Um, and I think we'll be able, because there's, there's so much work that needs to be done. And we'll discover that there's more that um, unites us than divides of us. Course. Of course, yeah. of course, And so, so <coughs> Mackenzie Cook was good. I felt it was on the on point. Um, hold, oh, Pedro, you're laughing. What did I do wrong? No, no. I said I just had a quick question. Is this, you feel like this is a phase because I remember growing up. Um, my mother was a Bible, uh, a Bible worker. My father was a pastor, mm. and I remember even back then when I that was what we was doing in the church. Mm. In the, in the states, at least in yeah. New York, I, I'm not I'm not from here, so I don't know how you guys were doing it over here. Mm. But we had every the church was always open. We owned the church, like you said. Mm-hmm. Church was always open. You could just it was if you needed something, you can go to the church. Yeah. And then at some point, it just kind of changed, yeah. where we started just doing it specifically for certain things, like you said. Yeah. And then it just it just we went away from that. Yeah. So is that a, is that a generational thing? Is that a um, no, I mean, I, I'm, when I started pastoring, Pedro, this is that was my vision. My church was open 24 hours. Um, it wasn't closed. Um, we had Dorcas Society had clothes lined up like a supermarket. On Thursdays, the guys would cut hair, have a barber shop, and the guys that can cut hair, they'll cut hair, and people just leave a donation. Um, then we had youth club on Tuesday where people come play pool come do table tennis, come do whatever. I mean, every night, it was around the clock. And, and then we had 5.30 in the morning prayer because the church was open. And, and a lot of our, ch- the church was run, uh, or does, uh, the, the, yeah, was run by um, retirees and young unemployed people. And, um, and they would do six, seven hour shifts, some of them, just be there answering the phone, saying how you want, you know, if there's food, if you need food, you know, there's food downstairs or we can call in. We started feeding 2,000 people every month. Um, and we got money paid. We got grants for that and all oh, that kind yeah. of stuff. Um, and I got so many grants. Um, one of them, we were able to buy the building next door, um, mm-hmm. you know, with a grant and uh, make that our community service center. So there's a lot 
that should be done and i know in the states we a lot of that that mindset is there in england we're very fearful people what if someone come and steal what if someone come and do this what if someone break in what if someone gets accosted at night i came by here to tell you that we serve a god um, that is in total control amen and That's right. uh, we're not going to be negligent we're going to do due diligence we're going to do better good safeguarding and whatever we need to do but the bottom line is there is no it can't be good stewardship to keep your church locked for mm -hmm. six days a week uh -huh. um, and after you're paying a mortgage on the building. Brethren, mm -hmm. if that's the case, you're in trouble. You're mm -hmm. in trouble. Well, we're coming to the end of Talking Point. We're going to play this song and I'll be back on the other side of this one. Hillary Scott and the Scott family, Thy Will. After that, uh, we'll, have, we'll give a few closing remarks. We'll ask Pedro how he enjoyed uh, his first time with us, even though we talked a lot about stuff he didn't know. Um, and then we'll say goodbye until next week. And we're getting ready to go on a road the following week. So you all hang in there with us. Um, it's been Talking Point, and it is Talking Point, I should say, on Adventist Radio London. Um, I haven't, uh, other than um, Tara and uh, Valerie, I haven't seen too many others saying, um, you know, congratulations, guys, on 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 your thing so you got one more week because next week we won't continue this um and hopefully we're guests in studio and all that kind of, i mean on zoom of course um but anyway let's go it's thy will it's hillary scott and the scott family i'm so confused broken heart is a part of your plan when i try to pray all i got is hurt and these four words thy will be done thy will be done thy will be done
Oh yes, that will be done. And uh, indeed it was done here at Talking Point today and throughout the past year. Well guys, we've come to the final couple of minutes of the show. Um, and uh, so Pedro, how did you find your first um, Sabbath with us here on Talking Point? Uh, very enlightening. You guys, uh, <laughs> I met you for the first time last weekend. Yeah. And I've seen you on Zoom, and like I told the wife, it's weird when you see somebody on Zoom, but then you meet them in person, it's just totally different. It's like, you know, it's just a totally different beast. You just don't, it's not what you expect. Yeah. But you guys are just so lovely, and I'm just happy that you um, picked me to join you guys in this journey that we're going to go through. Um, I learned a couple of things. I learned the bumps on the road uh, for the, you know, visually impaired. Yes. <laughs> And Ray, yeah, and Ray. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so now I know why I was wondering, you know, maybe they just want you to fill it under your feet or something. I don't know. Um, and I, you know, I just enjoy myself, even though I'm still, you know, it's, it's not nerve wracking, it's just different. <laughs> different. Tell, tell the truth, man, it's nerve wracking. <laughs> uh, I, I don't even get nervous because if you're nervous, then you can't, you, it's always good to try something new, yeah, yeah, ladies. You you don't know if you can do it so let's you know just track crack on try it and see what you can do valerie says um really enjoyed the program and she's on facebook um okay. angela is there anything you want to say before i play my final song on and and we're going to go right into earth's final countdown episode five dr Dwayne mckay mckee anything ladies you, you well it's been it's been fun i mean the journey's been great I mean, we've had lots of we've had lots of fun. Um, it's been, you know, really le a good learning experience. Um, I've learned again, as Pedro saying, I've learned a lot over the year, you know, about different things. Um, it's been really cool sharing this space and with you all. Um, yeah, and just kind of encourage our, you know, encourage the listeners to keep listening. Um, and you know, discussing different things. So, yeah. And here's too many more. Great, great, great. Real quick. You got, you got less than 30 seconds? Well, Angela's said it all. Um, basically wanted to say thank you to the listeners because I know there are various ways they could be spending their Sabbath afternoon and evening and they've chosen to spend their time with us. So thank you. And keep listening and share your thoughts, your comments, your questions, your suggestions. We're happy to hear from you. So, yeah. Okay, guys, you take care of yourself, <laughs> and we're going to go right in to Earth's final countdown, episode five, Dr. Dwayne McKay here on Adventist Radio London. It's been Talking Point. Goodbye from me. Goodbye from Angela. Zania. And Pedro. God bless you. Adventist Radio London, inspiration for the soul.